You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. No, wait, she's back. She just went to make a cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Obviously, my laugh is affected by the weekend, so... Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders. I'm your good buddy, Liv. And if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 126, the Oscar edition. Nice. Now, Liv, you might know this to be episode 127. You you would not you, technically you'd be correct because we've already recorded 126 uh, in our universe. However, uh, since this is our annual Oscars edition podcast, and the Oscars are coming out uh, this Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Right. We need to beat feet to get this up. Better be this Sunday. So it'll be. Um, this is we're jumping the episode that's currently in the can, so this will be episode one twenty six. So now that your ledger is intact, let's get on with the show, man. The Oscar yeah, edition is one of the is one of my favorite shows uh, because um, it slowly morphed into a bit of a too sorry excuses tradition an annual show right there's a couple shows we do annually um and i don't think that's by design i think it just after uh geez man how long are we doing this podcast almost four years three and a half years yeah since 2013 yeah yeah we, we are into our 2013 fourth, yeah we're into our fourth year so during that time we've organically created ongoing conversations the thanksgiving day um Crock pot potluck dinner, the annual Thanksgiving Day uh, post Thanksgiving potluck uh, crock pot recap is is obviously one of the favorites. Halloween, uh, Halloween. There's several um, uh, Mardi Gras yep. themed traditions that we have going on. The annual the annual Matt Coquette sucks uh, <laughs> edition. Yeah. Uh, but the Oscars is You can a, always uh, catch that one around April. <laughs> the uh the Oscars is an ongoing theme. As a matter of fact, I looked back uh in our so this would be our fourth February. Is that right? Is that how is that how it works? We started in two thousand twelve, so it'd be February two thousand thirteen. Two thousand thirteen we started. Two thousand twelve was the Genesis. Oh, right, 12. So February of 14, February of 15, February of 16. Yeah, so this is our fourth, our fourth February. Have we the, done four? Are we doing our fourth? It, 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 it's our third. Uh, it's All our right. third, but that's not too bad. In four, uh, four Oscars have come and gone uh, by the time most people will have heard this, and uh, it, this is our third episode. Um, so what I did was... Um, I went back and I looked at some of our previous uh, Oscar um, predictions. I actually went back and listened to both of the episodes 
uh, that we had posted, episode uh, 53, uh, which is probably two years ago, right around this time. Yeah. And then episode 95, which would have been, I'm going to probably say last year around this time. Right? That makes sense. Yeah, 30-some yeah, yeah. odd episodes ago. We do about 30 a year, so that makes sense. Uh, two years ago, we, we, we had a much more, um, more in-depth conversation. We had a uh, breakdown of Best Picture. We broke down Best Actor and Actresses along with Supporting Actor and Supporting Actresses. Uh, we even talked about uh, directors and um, Best Animated Film. We were really committed to it. In, in that was two, ridiculous. 2015. 2016, it was a much uh, more truncated episode. Uh, mostly I noted that um, uh, we bitched and moaned how the Academy had forsaken the old white actors. <laughs> 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 I guess we missed the boat on, uh, on that. But uh, we bemoaned how Keaton and Stallone had not been given their due. <laughs> by the Academy. So uh, I would have yeah. to say we were in the minority last year um, if you're if you're keeping score. Well, but Keen, that was that was two years ago for Birdman, right? Well, yeah, but we that, we still yeah. apparently were holding the torch a year later. Well, last year Stallone was nominated for something. Yes, that's why Stallone, Stallone was nominated for Creed, wasn't he? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And in both instances I had tried to talk you off the ledge by saying that <laughs> these two uh, 60-year-old actors uh, who had disappeared from the limelight for, for nearly 20 years uh, in recent history would, uh, would win at some point in the future. So you had no, no need to get your... Uh, and I still maintain that's bullshit. Uh, especially for Stallone, maybe for Keaton, but not for Stallone. Yeah, I'm thinking it has to do with Hollywood snobbishness, especially for Stallone. Yeah, and I don't know if I was just <clears throat> carrying water during that conversation, or if I actually believed that. Um, because you I probably don't. I certainly don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because my issue with the Keaton thing was that they will always find a reason. To give an award to a fancy British guy, actually both of them, because who got who who did who beat out Stallone? A fancy British guy, because they want to make themselves feel like oh we're actually doing something important when it's just fucking movies and not the Royal Shakespeare Theater, which is why they give a lot of awards to guys that come from like Shakespearean background or speak with a British accent. Okay, because it makes them feel like the movies are way more important. And way more serious, and that's such a tougher job than it really is. Whereas, like, a guy who's a dramatic actor, he's got all that shit down. He's got to go up there for, like, you know, maybe 40 minutes at once into it. Whereas a movie, you do a two-minute scene, and then you go hang out in your trailer the rest of the day. And you get to do a million takes of it. So this is why two years ago, um, when I had predicted that uh, Eddie Redmayne would win the best actor for his uh, portrayal of Stephen Hawking. Still shouldn't have won it. Uh, hit on both of our collective theories, and your theory that a fancy Brit will win it, um, and my well, the theory that when you play 
Yes. When it, you go as they as they eh, to be politically incorrect, but it was on one of these comedy shows. When you go full retard, I think Ricky Gervais said it. I've gone full retard. Not only that, an actual living disabled person. Yeah, that's the trifecta, right? A Brit doing a biopic that is portraying the life and times of a physically or mentally challenged. Hello, individual. Daniel Day Lewis. What, what, what was his splash onto the scene back in the day? My left foot. Yes. Same thing, an autobiographical movie played by a British guy playing a severely disabled person. Um, you can you can mess with with some of those components, um, but yep. if you have three, you hit the trifecta. Did you ever watch Kids in the Hall back in the day? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Sketch comedy well, was- had uh, I. It wasn't in my wheelhouse. Yeah, this is when I was in high school. Yeah, it was a little yeah, after. You might, yeah. And it was um, supposed to be like the Oscars, whatever. Yeah, fake Oscars, obviously, because it's not the Oscars. And it's the nominee, nominees. I think it was Bruce McCullough. And here he is playing such and such, the story of a man with a spike in his head. And it's... Uh, and they showed a clip, and he's sitting there, and he's got a railroad spike in his head, and his whole thing is like, but I got a spike in my head. Because <laughs> 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 that's what the Oscars are. You play something like that, you know? Right, right. Um, like, who was that? Uh, what's her name? Jodie Foster played Nell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I just Googled Nell to see if Nell was a true story. Um, although she's not British. Yeah, Jenny Foster is 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 keen to fit that uh, to fit that. Yeah, you don't have to be British, but it'll definitely you know you know playing a person with disability gives you a leg up. Being British and doing it seals the prize. Yes, true, true. Um, so here's what I know about our Oscar predictions going back uh, over the last. Uh, two Oscar preview shows, uh, specifically back to 2015 when we really broke them down. Uh, neither one of us are very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a combination of factors. Um, one, I think that both of us have an opinion about yep. film, about actors in uh and the roles that should be rewarded in general, right? So we just yep. had a whole conversation about your anti-British uh, sentiment and uh, how you're probably going to skew to the opposite side of that of that performance, right? The yep. other thing I think that we have uh, that goes against us is that we don't see any of these movies. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at right now the nominees for the movies. Right? I've seen so, one, two, three, four of the ten nominee, uh, nine nominees there this year. Okay, and that's, to, to be honest, is probably a few more than we typically see in a given year. Yeah. Um, I also made it a point this year, because despite the fact that it's a fun episode to do whether we see them or not, um, I wanted to invest a little time and effort into this, and yep. um, 
my mom and I had kind of started a, a little bit of a tradition a few years ago when uh, my dad was in, I forget where he was, South Korea or, or, or somewhere like that. He was working an extended project um, while I was staying in Jackson. So uh, it was basically just my mom and I for, for long stretches of time. And right around this time, we had hunkered down to watch a bunch of films. We watched Boyhood together. Um, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, there were a few others that, that we had watched. So um, last year we had, we'd done a couple. This year we did a couple more. So um, I, I think I can talk somewhat intelligently about a few of these movies. And, um, you know, to be honest. Yeah, I was, hoping to see, I was hoping to catch the Oscar showcase and at least see like Hacksaw Ridge because I wanted to see that anyway but I saw the date for the Oscar showcase like at the theater and I was like nope no dice I didn't realize it was everything was all this weekend until about two weeks ago yeah so this is a tough this is a tough weekend for 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 New Orleans um and you in particular because not only uh it, this weekend was the precursor to the Oscar showcases, uh, Mardi Gras. Yeah, and I'm not going to see Oscars at all. And the NBA, um, and the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, it was this past weekend. Yeah. Thank God you got all your patio laying down, or else uh, you would be in a you'd be in a real pickle, huh? Well, I took the day off yesterday because I had to bring Brian to the airport, and I was dead anyway. Yeah. But. uh came home and I messed with the walkway again, you know, throwing some <laughs> cement in there into the joints, you know? Okay. All right. So I was like, I'm going to have to do this. I was like, might as well do it today. The sun, the sun's shining, you know? Uh, God bless you. Yeah. Bless I was you. dying yesterday, man. Like, uh, and you know, like last week or so or whatever. Yeah. It was early last week when Jordan texted me about, Hey man, if you haven't watched John Wick, watch it because we need to see John Wick too. You know, so you know, I had so much going on last week, I didn't get a chance, and I was like, well, that Monday since I'm taking off, it'll be a good time to watch John Wick too. So I rented it from uh, iTunes or whatever, you know. And um, after I did the uh, the walkway and all that stuff, I took a shower and I came and watched it. It took me so long to watch it because I was so tired. And there's subtitles in it because there's a lot of Russian, you know. Yeah. So I was like, wait, wait. You know, I was like, the story's easy to follow, but if you actually want to know what they're saying, you got to be able to read the friggin' thing, you know. Right, right. It's not a complex story. So I was like, all right, all right, all right, all right. focus. <laughs> so he texts me. I was like, I'm watching it now. He's like, All right, what time you want to do a movie? He says, One, six thirty, six forty five, eight o'clock at nine twenty. I was like, I could do nine twenty, but eight o'clock's ideal. He's like, Let's do eight o'clock because I was like, I know I need to rest before I get to the movie. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, John Wick 2 will never be nominated for anything other than maybe some cool, like, action or sci-fi movie awards but if you're looking for a movie where thousand people get killed in terrifically gory ways go see that film it's awesome non-stop action for two hours uh no real dialogue getting in the way especially from keanu who you hate yes but uh but it was a fun romp 
But it would definitely not fit into this episode otherwise. All right. Um, but in the spirit, in the spirit of the cinema, where we'll, uh, what do you say we start from the top? One, two, one, two. With the best picture and uh, and work our way down. Uh, so I just, funny, man, I just typed into Google odds for Oscars 2017, and you know how uh, uh, Google gives you the little snippet? Yeah. Where, where it's actually pulling content from a site. The site for odds for Oscars 2017 is uh, our good pal, Dan Fabrizio over at Sports Insights. Nice. I'll tell you what, man. This Must dude be killing it, huh? has built an empire yeah. with sports betting odds. He actually has gotten into. Um, he has actually got into um, f- the fantasy football. What's it called? The daily fantasy odds. Oh, well. uh, daily fantasy sports, all that shit. Yeah. Yep. He's got full-time employees. Like he's op- he operates an office for the last couple years. Is he operating out of Massachusetts? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, in the, actually the same office building as uh, as Mike Reardon. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, he's got a real legit. What what office building is Mike Reardon working in? I don't even know what he does. <laughs> he works uh, he works at some office, I think, in Beverly, which is where they all live, or, or one of the ten- or Weymouth. that area, yeah, yeah, one up of the there town- for sure. Yeah, Weymouth's not up there, but it's it's one of those towns. Um, okay. And to be honest, I don't know why Reardon has an office. Um, I know they do some. Right. Uh, he does some internet marketing stuff. Um, I think it's just to have an office to go. You ever to. watch Rules of Engagement? Uh, no, that's with David Spade. Yeah, I know. I've never seen that. Oh, you never seen it? Okay. Well, he seems like David Spade's character. He's got some high-paying office gig, but it's not really clear what he does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's that's Mike Reardon. Exactly. Exactly. He actually just sent me a website. Uh, that he put together some odds based. Um, it's it's <laughs> the majority of their business is around is around tout servicing. The one that Mike Reardon deals with. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So the, whatever this office building is, it's it's the mecca <laughs> it's the of, tout, of gambling of tout service, legal tout yeah. servicing. Yeah. Um, so Sports Insights has the uh, the odds for the Oscars, um, and the nine best picture nominees from top to bottom. Let me oh. guess before you even say it. I'm not even looking at it, but you know the overwhelming favorite, right? Yeah, the Pro- triple L, right? Prohibitive, prohibitive yes. favorite. What is the uh, what, what odds does Dan Fabricio have on them? Uh, you have to lay minus seven hundred, minus six ninety nine. So you have to lay seven hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. I mean, Damn. like, yeah, it doesn't even make sense to do that. Yeah, yeah, unless you're degenerate, right? Because you're gonna tie up all your cash, and if you lose, it's 
it's devastating. Devastates your bank. Yeah. Um, Moonlight is second. That doesn't uh, surprise me because it's because it's super indie, super, you know, super compelling story to be nominated. You know. Okay, that is the story about what? It's about a boy growing up in uh, Miami, you know, in basically the ghetto, you know, and I, I don't know if he actually is gay but i know i believe the writer is a gay man so i think the kid might the character in the movie might be gay but he's a young boy you know okay it's just basically about a kid coming of age like i i do want to see it i hear a lot of good things about it i probably should watch it on tv because i think you can watch it on uh on itunes or something now and possibly netflix i'm not sure i gotta check that out uh, they did a story on CBS Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's like the the guy who I think probably will win Best Supporting Actor, although I haven't looked at all the nominees yet, won the Golden Globe for it, who plays like the drug dealer who's basically a surrogate father. You know, uh, what's it? Mahersa Shah Ali, I think his name is, or something like that. Okay. So it is one of those ones that's like probably got the Cinderella thing hooked to it because of that which is why it probably gets the second best odds like if anything was to somehow knock La La Land off yeah I wouldn't be surprised if that was it personally just based on the coverage of it you know Okay, Um, I'm going to skip the third because we'll come back and talk about that fourth is Hidden Figures at plus 4,000 so now we're starting to get into long shots yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hacksaw Ridge is at sixty six hundred, and that's fifth. Uh, and that's fifth. Okay. Fences uh, is at sixty six hundred. Yep. I'm gonna skip the next two, uh, which are both at eight thousand, uh, and then Lion, which is at eight thousand. Yeah, that's supposed to be good. I haven't seen it. Let me guess. Are we going to start talking about the third now? Yeah, so let's go back Can I guess what it is? Yes, go ahead. Is it Manchester by the Sea? It is Manchester by the Sea at 1,200. Plus 1,200. Did you see Manchester by the Sea? Yes, I did see Manchester by the Sea. So, in terms of of that, I don't want to say genre but like in terms of that spirit of a movie <clears throat> I was I was a way bigger fan of Goodwill Hunting in the sense that it's a blue c- collar Bostonian <laughs> who has had a tragic turn in his life right I love that that movie's just the same thing it, it, isn't it <laughs> in your world it is. Uh, it is. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you that I liked this movie. I'm I mean, I tell guess you... in terms of a, a blue-collar guy with a thick accent. That's Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking movie about a Bostonian is the same thing, man. The <laughs> well, town. Affleck was in the, you know. I mean, it's exactly the same three people involved. The Affleck brothers and Matt Damon. Right. Right. Come on, give me another movie, and don't tell me about the priests molesting the kids movies. No, because other than that, it's the 
friggin' uh, Mark Wahlberg is meathead Boston guy. <laughs> those, those, those strains, like the Ted movies, and now the um, Patriots Day movie. <laughs> right. And then eventually the movie about Super Bowl twenty six. I mean, uh, Super Bowl uh, fifty one. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon uh, had tried to take his turn, but there was no room for him at the table. You know why? Because Jimmy Fallon sucks. I know you hate Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, the other night, uh, there's just a quick interjection. Saturday night, we're hanging out with Fat Pat and Brian. Brian's like, you got to get there early. Um, Fat Pat's like, y'all should get there early. Make sure you see, because the roots are opening. You know, they're going to be playing at the beginning of the game. And I, and I was like, dude, fucking Jimmy Fallon sucks. At least he won't be. I was like, I don't know since when doing karaoke is the funniest thing in the fucking world, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Jimmy Fallon singing uh, with Justin Timberlake again. Oh, they're so funny. A singer and a fucking pretty boy singing. That's hilarious. All right. That's my Jimmy Fallon friggin' uh, tangent, which I could go on for another three hours if you wanted me to, but. I don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> I barely can talk, so you should be, ca- you know. So, so I loved. Uh, I don't want to say loved. I liked this movie a lot, and everybody who I asked to watch this movie came back with the same thing. Was like that is the most depressing movie I've ever seen. I've been in a bad mood for two days. Some variation of that. Yeah. Back, right? One thing with me, though, I'll be straight with you. I thought it was a little too long. <laughs> okay. It it dragged on a little bit. I think the pacing was really tough. Yeah. Because they would give you a lot of backstory at once and then leave you hanging but yeah. not really develop any of the present day. It was more like a character study, but they didn't delve deep enough into the character. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and they kind of buried the lead on like why he was all fucked up. You know, I mean, I came out a little, uh, yeah. came out a little later than probably should have. I thought. Well, I appreciate it. You're right that it came out pretty late. I appreciated that though because when it when it hit. It, it really hit, but if you're going to do yeah. it that late, you just have to, like, drop the mic, and that's the yeah. end of the movie. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they do a – because it's definitely a prestige movie, and what do they do in prestige movies? They make needlessly long. Right. You know, because right. long equals epic. Yeah. You know? No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely Which right. Is bullshit, but – but uh, but it's a common thing they do in the, in movies. So so I appreciated it. I thought it was good. It was one of the few movies on this list that I was actually looking forward to for a long yeah. time to to see it. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I just thought that it was a little. Um, I'll say it this much: when I saw Goodwill Hunting, that choked me up. This movie, you think it would be the classic type of movie that chokes me up because. Putatively, it does involve a father-son relationship. Yeah, yeah. But it really didn't because it, well, kind of ends as kind of a, you know, I mean, like you said, depressing. Its ending is depressing. Yeah. I mean, 
spoiler alert, you know, if anybody hasn't seen this yet, you know, I mean, the end is kind of like, I'll leave it at this, doesn't really. At the end, he just kind of shirks, you know, what you think is his vocation or whatever, you know? Yeah, you know, it was one of those movies. Movies can go one of two ways. Uh, they can they can go upbeat or they can go realism, you know? And yeah. this took the realism path, right? Yeah, and that's, and yeah, because the traditional movie would have him, like, reform himself. But what, what happens in this movie? He stays fucked up, basically. Yep. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. We can talk a little bit about that when we get into uh, the, the best actor discussions. But uh, the next movie uh, that I did see is Hell or High Water. That, you know, that's a favorite of mine. Yes, and that was a good movie. I'll be honest with you, I don't know if it's Academy Award. No, it's not going to win it at all. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have a good grasp on other movies of that ilk that have been nominated. I know uh, No Country for Old Men was nominated so i know that like there's a there's a place for this type of movie in the academy i was surprised it was nominated to be honest with you because it's a little it it's i don't want to say kitschy but one it, it's kind of been done-ish already sort of a little bit you know because like what? the the this movie it, what are you saying that it was done as uh I think No Country for Old Men comes close to being, you know, a similar storyline. Um, what else? You know, it's some. See, I mean, you say that, but what it did resonate with me was the underlying issue of the reverse mortgage thing. Okay, so maybe it had some legs because. But this is the other thing. Topical. It had no wasted. It had no wasted movie in it. No, no. You and know, was it was only like an hour. The actual. Without credits, like an hour thirty something, which I really appreciate. They didn't waste anything. Like, like the the climactic scene with the shootout and all that. Like, it wasn't like you know you'll see a movie turn that into a twenty minute yes. affair for no. why when you <laughs> know the reality of way shit works once guns start firing. You're you know that usually right. it ends pretty quick. I was like, they didn't waste anything. They just did it. They just told the story and got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, which I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're absolutely right, and I do do appreciate it, um, and I did appreciate it, and the, all the performances were great. It's just it's that it's not that, and and maybe to your point about Manchester by the Sea being too long, maybe I'm watching it and going, this is too short. It can't be. Maybe yeah, maybe I like it, but I'm not sophisticated, so maybe a sophisticated uh, Academy voter isn't going to like it, but, but it's a great movie. Jeff movie. Bridges was awesome in it. Chris uh, Pine. One of my other, well, that was going to be my other critique. Chris Pine is almost too good looking for the role. <laughs> like uh-huh. with his piercing blue eyes, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting like every down. time he looks up and it's like, this guy would be struggling the way he looks, you know, you know so, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. Like uh- they should have given him like, they should have at least given him some kind of like uh, contact lenses or something, you know. Which like really- him as the striking blue-eyed dude wasn't really working for me. 
I was watching it. Uh, I'd I'd rented it like on a Sunday night or something. And I'm yeah. sitting on the couch watching it. Roscoe comes home from work about midway through, and he just sits down. You know, he's gonna pick it up halfway. He's not gonna ask any questions. He's just gonna ride it out for you know to to give me some company or whatever. And um, I try to give him a, a thumbnail synopsis about yeah. what's going on, and. I struggle with how to describe Chris Pine's brother role as, as the brother, right? I'm trying yeah, to differentiate yeah. the between ex-com. the two brothers. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, you mean the handsome one? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, did I say that? Did I say that? He's like, no, no, I can tell you were struggling for a way to describe him. So I went with the most obvious. And Well, you know what? Went with the uh girl in my office we were talking about movies a couple weeks ago and that was her her and her husband's problem you know he's he's got a sad card so i guess he you know they get all the screeners you know because he acts a little bit uh so she was talking about the movie she saw and that was her problem was the same one i'm talking about with chris pine you know about him being too pretty for the role in the movie Mm -hmm. you know so Obviously, it's not unique, and some other people must have thought it. I mean, I guess the one way to look at it is like, well, you know, but he's the galant to his brother's goofus, you know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But still, still, and I, it's just a little odd. Every time he looks up, and it's like, oh, there he is with striking blue eyes again, you know? Yep. Yeah, he, uh, he certainly was very, very good looking for that role. Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm moving looking, right along. Yeah, I'm looking at. You gotta be moving to the Amy Adams flick now, right? Well, I am, but I just noticed that the Sports Insights odds are a month old. Which bad job on your part, Google, for bringing me such outdated information. Although it is from Sports mm. Insights, um, so it's definitely reliable. So but where have they moved since? So fit one week. Let's go one week. Uh, it's one week away. Um, okay, so where's the movies here? The movies, All right, what best, are these odds? Best picture. One see, I'm not the first thing that comes up with old stuff, you know, and it's from a different um, type of site, you know, but it's old from J. Because I guess they. Once they come up, the ones that are released the day of the nominations, it must be, you know? Yeah. And and to be honest, they're probably not changing all that much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Gold Derby has... That's what I was looking at. It was January 23rd. Best... What's the date on? Where is Best Film? Best Picture's got uh, La La Land at 4 to 1. Moonlight is seven and a half or six and a half to one. So that's not as big of a spread as Sports Insights had. Yeah. Although this is still a month old. There's still a month yeah, old. Yeah, that's the one that was the first one that came up in my search. Okay. Now, this is your 23rd, right? Yes. This one has a rival at 10 to one, and that's the one I want to talk about next. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about next. Um, so I'd I've really been struggling with not only this movie, 
with the whole Amy Adams thing, like... Oh, yeah, you got issues with her, don't you? You know, and so I was able to figure it all out. Because, you know, I don't know where it started, right? I, I, I grasp at straws every time it comes up. Like, one time I'll say it's because she was wearing the Syracuse sweatsh- the Syracuse T-shirt. And why was she wearing the Syracuse T-shirt? Uh, and then another time I'm like, because she, she thinks she's so cool, but she's not that cool. And then another time it's Sound like, like a bitchy junior high girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, this is my, my actual... Me, uh, she thinks she's such hot shit. My actual explanation is even worse than it all. Because I came to the realization that it's because I'm a big Rachel McAdams fan. (laughs) And Rachel McAdams came and rose to prominence before Amy Adams. And then Amy Adams came along. And, like, in my mind, there's only one place for some type of Adams. Oh god. That makes absolutely no sense. So in order to not in order to lessen my possible confusion, I cast Amy Adams aside. So okay. that's there's really no logical basis for my uh, it's not a disdain, it's just a confusion. It's a, I don't know where to hold her. After watching uh, Arrival, I'm a fan. Okay, good. I'm a fan. You can accept her wearing Syracuse shirts now. She won me over. Listen, I don't think she's super awesome. I think she's uh, good. So she still can't wear the auto shirt? She's, she's okay to wear the auto shirt. I didn't okay. watch and love Arrival because of her performance. I thought it was okay. I thought it was Always good. Always qualifying. Always qualifying. <laughs> Why? I, was it because of Je- Jeremy Renner that you watched it? I, I love Jeremy Renner. You know that. You know that. Well, of course, his name's Jeremy. And it You had, love all Jeremy's. Um it had my favorite Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Who plays Forrest Whitaker? Your favorite Forrest isn't uh former uh, Green Bay Packer lineman Forrest and Greg. Uh, head coach Forrest Gregg. Well it's not. Nor is it Forrest Gump. It is without a doubt Forrest Whitaker. Not Forrest um, Tucker. He plays Forrest Whitaker. He's that you know he's yeah gotten, yeah he was good as Forrest Whitaker. He he's gotten to um, he's good at having gravity. He has gravity. Who is uh, who's the Morgan Freeman is the king of playing Morgan Freeman? You know, yeah. So well, Forrest Whitaker has ascended to that realm. Um, but I that story one it brought me back to Coast Encounters Third Kind. Had that same feel, that same yeah. vibe, uh, and it brought me yeah. Back- where they're trying to figure out what the hell's going on, why is this all happening? Yeah, and it brought me back to the last twenty minutes of ET, which uh, is is kind of an emotional roller coaster. You know, ET's a nice, fun, loving, you know, lovable creature character. You know, in the first two thirds of the movie, yeah, until the feds move in. That shit turns dark really yeah. fast. Yep. And a little bit it left me traumatized as a kid, but, you know, it's like that touching your tongue on the battery kind of thing where you... Yeah, yeah. You kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's Yeah, the uh, the joyful, like, 
weird feeling. Yes. So I, those are those are huge staples of my childhood, and they bring me back. And I like things that bring me back there because uh, I never really held on to any of that stuff. Like there's got Reardon, for example, is a is a kid or is a guy who can catalog moments of his childhood like verbatim. You know, he knows exactly where he was yeah. when you know this song was number one on the top. You know, Billboard Top 40. He remembers where he was when Larry Bird went for 61 against Dominique Wilkins. He remembers every line from Roadhouse. Like, and that just wasn't. Or maybe me. he's just bullshitting us all. Could be, which is <laughs> yeah. really funny because I am the same way about college as he is about his childhood. Yeah. And he says, you know, who knows? Because I'm the go to when it comes to trying to decipher some type of college memory or some type of college event. Yeah. And everyone Sanders, who was there that night? And <laughs> everyone's that type while, of thing. He'll say, who knows? He could just be bullshitting us, but I'm the only yep. one who can proffer an answer. So I, uh, that's what, that's what I say to people. Cause they're like, well, how do we know you're not lying? I was like, well, I'm the only one coming up with something <laughs> because I have a really good memory. You know, yeah. people yeah. are like, how do we know you're just not bullshitting us? I was like, well, even if I am, you know, you just got to deal with it. At least it's something. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So, um, I, I liked arrival. It brought me to, to a good place mentally. Um, even though it's well, a really good movies, that's what good movies are supposed to do, you know? Yeah. And that's why I love movies. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 uh, that did it. Arrival did that. Yeah. Uh, the last movie. No, that's it. That's, that's three. Well, we didn't talk about La La Land. Uh, did you see La La Land? Yeah, I saw oh. it. You haven't seen it? No, I didn't see it. Oh, you got to see it, dude. I saw it, I saw it in January, like a month ago. Oh, 14th. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. You no. know what your problem is? I mean, don't act too macho for it, but it does have Tom Everett Scott in it. Um, um, I don't know. Um, La Land kind of choked me up at the end. I didn't expect it. I expected a different movie than it was. Okay. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Would you categorize it a musical? It is a musical, but it's not what you, they make it seem like I thought I was going to go see this happy, jaunty musical. You know, it's not that, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think it's going to be constant all just fun and games, but it's really not that, you know, it's kind of like a sad love story. Okay. You know? All right. All right. Yeah, that's why Tom Everett Scott's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately the role he plays involves that, you know? Right, right. right. So, I mean, I think it's worth watching. It kind of, I mean, I never thought I would like it too much, but I went to see it, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, you kind of choked me up. It's kind of an emotional movie. And, uh, I mean, sometimes that's just morally bullshit. But um, but I'll say it stirred emotions in me, and that's to me that's a sign of a of a really good movie, you know. Okay. So, because right. right. it makes you kind of wistful, it's you know, I mean, it's something I think a lot of people experienced have experienced, you know. All right. So of, of the remaining movies that I have not seen. I'd probably still want to see Hidden Figures before I yeah. s- want to see La La Land. 
Yeah, that's fine. Whatever but, you want to do, man. But after that, I probably will see La La Land. Okay. Don't go to see La La Land with your mom or anything, though, because that's just weird. <laughs> okay. I mean, in my opinion, because it really still is a movie about romance, and I don't think you should see movies like that with like your mom. Yeah, okay. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. I think that's uh, that's that's definitely fair, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's not like y'all are actual critics, you know. It's not like it's not like you're Roger Ebert and whomever you see a movie and everything can be looked at like in a you know in a vacuum, no matter who's there in the room with you. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Because you're looking at it from a critical perspective as opposed to the perspective of somebody that wants to enjoy a movie, you know? Right. Right. Uh, so I I think, uh, I mean, it it's a movie worth seeing regardless. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, especially since it's going to win the Oscar, so. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm down with that then. I'm down with that. Yeah. Let me uh odds for Oscar two thousand seventeen. I and now I'm I'm conflicted. I don't know where to, to get our odds from. Uh, so I'm gonna go. Let's to, just go to just give it a gold derby or, okay. or whomever. It doesn't matter because it's all gonna be nothing's really changed. It's not like it's not like it's football. You know? Yes. The line's right. not gonna be moving too much. So so give me your give me your uh, your best uh your best picture. La La, La, La Lands. Land. Yeah, I mean, my sentimental favorite would be Hell or High Water, but I know La La Land's going to win Best Picture. Okay. Um, I, I also think... I also think it'll win Best Picture. Because I think they haven't made a movie like this in a long time. I, I see something interesting on... Well, and also it's about... Hollywood loves that. It's a throwback. Yeah. You know? Totally. Like The Artist... You remember that one, one best picture, the silent movie? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's like a, it's an homage, even though it's a current story or anything, it's kind of an homage to the golden age of Hollywood musicals. So then I'm going to say that, uh, that we're both on board, uh, that, uh, Damien Chazelle will win for best director, right? Isn't that how it typically goes? Yeah, yeah, he'll win Best Director this year. Unless you're this gonna... is, it has fourteen nominations, which ties the record or whatever, with a few, with like two other movies, uh, or maybe three other movies, whatever it is. So you know they're going to be cleaning up, you know. So when a movie like this gets that many nominations. Do do they always win the major categories? Because a lot of times, you know, 14, 14 uh, nominations, you're talking like cinematography, best well, original score. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. That... Only two or three other movies have gotten 14 nominations. And so, so, so yeah, they're definitely going to be winning all those ones down the ticket. And I, I think part of that is also to allow maybe some other people – to win the ones that they care more about, such as actor and actress, you know? Yeah. So, with that so, said, best actress. Best uh, actress who's on here, I see so, they uh, got Emma Stone as the favorite. And then, other than Amy Adams, none of the actresses are from a film 
that was best nominated for best picture. So uh, Emma Stone is two to one, which is the you know light. what the sleeper is. I think though, Meryl Streep. Um, you know why she's the sleeper? Why? Because of her anti-Trump shit. Okay. All right, and I'll tell you what, I've only seen one of these movies, and it was Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. She was phenomenal, man. Well, of course, it's Meryl Streep. She's always phenomenal. But, like, she's not supposed to win. It's supposed to be Emma Stone, but I would not be surprised, you know. The only surprised. The only reason I would say that she is not... Um, that she's that she's that that's not a realistic possibility is that from an odds standpoint she's got to beat everybody yeah of course you know it's not like you know it's emma stone's two to one and natalie portman's three to one meryl Streep's 12 yeah. to one you know why yeah i know why they is it at this point that they've just they've just decided listen we're going to nominate her every year, but we can't let her win every year. Like, what? You know, I mean, how many times has she been nominated? And how many times has she won? It's ridiculous. Both of the numbers are ridiculous. Obviously. I want to say 20. Something. Yeah. And even the number of wins is kind of ridiculous. Yes. So let's take a look. Meryl Streep, um, who oddly enough has uh, has a couple kids from, uh, well, I guess she's only been married once to, to Don Gummer. Um and oh, and a couple of her kids went to uh, went to Tish, the performing arts school at NYU. Oh yeah, and w- was a classmate of my buddy, um, my buddy Steve, who was nominated for the for the Tony. We were talking about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve Kazee. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and and he was friends with with her son. Who was in a band called Gummer, um, and I think they they made it. Big. Of course, they made it big, you know. Uh, so let's yeah. see, Meryl Streep. Um, Streep is six actors that won three more competitive. Uh, she's worth thirty thirty Golden Gold Golden Globe nominations. Um. Where does it? Oh, it'll say down like there's that. She's won three Oscars. That's it. She's only won three. Yeah, she's only won three, but still, that's a lot of Oscars to win. Uh, yeah, so she's been see. nominated this year. She was nominated two years ago. The year before that, she won 2012 for the Iron Lady. When else did she? She didn't win. Damn, the last time she won before that was for Sophie's Choice in '83. Okay. And she won 1980 for Kramer vs. Kramer, which was her second movie she, since 1979. 70, yeah, uh, 20, 20 nominations. Yeah, yep. 20 nominations. So, um, I don't know why. I mean, I, I would say she was snubbed, <laughs> you know, for, <laughs> for almost 25 years, right? Is that... Almost 20. Yeah, that was a long time. It was 83, yeah, 83 to 2012. Yeah, it was a long time. It was Uh, a gap. Yeah. So I don't know. She was, she was, she was outstanding because 
be, <laughs> be cool. For those keeping score at home, that's 29 years. Uh, what's 29 years? 83 to 2012. I believe it's 29 years. Uh, 83 to 2012. What did I say? First, you said like 25 <laughs> years, and you're like, no, more like 20 years. <laughs> uh, anyway, so. And I had to do the math in my head, and I'm like, well, 12, and then you take 17. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at the, I'm not very good at the math. Yeah, the um, whole- you know what? When I was little, I used to be able to spout off all my siblings' age like that. Once everybody started getting older, it's like, man, what's that math? Now? Oh, you born 1964. What year is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Um, it gets harder, man, the more years pass by. So Florence uh, Foster Jenkins was great because, one, it's a true story. And as we've discussed, true stories are always, uh, are always very compelling. Um, but it was – it's an odd story and she was an odd character and uh the fact that do you know this do you know the story behind Foster Jenkins Wasn't so was, she kind of a terrible singer Okay so she was a patron of the arts and yeah. um yeah I mean I saw, I saw it in the you know before the movie came out Okay go on Yeah she's like, a like, she, like she wasn't a great singer but she had enough money or whatever to Yes but okay, there there is in the movie they do, they 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 don't play it coy. They it it appears that she doesn't know how bad she is, and everybody else is like, oh, she's terrible. No, everybody else goes along with it because she gives so much she money. Gives so much money. Okay, yeah, right. So there's this. Yeah, yeah. She's insulated, um, but. She's genuine. And yeah, like she earnestly thinks she's a great singer and stuff. And she thinks she's a great singer because she does it for the love, not for the attention. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for the love yep. of the game kind of deal. So, but in order to ha- to 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 play that role and to sing as bad as she sang is like a testament to her acting ability. Uh, now you're making the case for I, I you're am. making the case for I am. I am. But this case is being made all throughout Hollywood right now. So I am going to throw it. Even though I said that it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's a possibility. I'm going with Meryl Streep. I think it's fair to say who you think is going to win and then also give a sleeper if you want. I think that's fair. Okay. I, I think I I think La La Land. Yeah, you think Emma Stone, but the sleeper is Meryl Streep. I think you're in the same boat with me. Yeah, and, and I almost don't even want to hedge. I want to say Meryl Streep. Um, Let's both say it. Let's make that a call tonight. All right, that's the call. Meryl Streep. Two sorry excuses are gone with Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, which brings us to Best Actor, which I I am not going to hedge here. I'm going to go with the favorite, who is Casey Affleck. I uh, will hedge here because this is one that might be changing. Okay. Is Casey Affleck's sexual assault 
uh, lawsuit stuff. Okay. Now, I had thought so this that. This is something that I could see changing, and I don't think it would swing to Ryan Gosling. I think it would probably swing to Denzel Washington. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go and predict Denzel Washington in an upset because enough people feel queasy about Casey Affleck to change their mind. All right. And they want to reward Denzel for directing and starring in this movie, and they're not going to give him Best Director. All right. This is where they reward Denzel Which for is taking good. a great play and turning it into a movie. All right. Which is fair enough. Which is fair enough. There's a couple things, though, that 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 are working against you from swaying me into believing that you're on the right track here. One is as we talked about the 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 pivotal moments of Manchester by the Sea all revolve around the decisions and 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 backstory of this particular character and once you learn the backstory regardless of how late it is or once you learn the what this character or this guy's dealing with it all falls into place and you look back on it and go, wow. Yeah, that's fine, everything. But if if Casey Affleck wasn't a, a pervert, that'd be perfectly fine. Uh, which is... which is, It has nothing to do with the merits of his acting in this movie, my, for my reasoning. Uh, which is true. And I understand that. The problem is, is I don't think... I don't think Hollywood is going to... Is going to beat that drum. You sure about that? In the year of uh, the Women's March? I think so. In the age of Trump? I I don't. Maybe not. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. But you know who else is missing from this list? Anything having to do with Birth of a Nation. You know, it took Birth of a Nation down. Um, a similar scandal, right? It was a rape. Uh... Yeah. 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 Guy was uh, tried for rape, and he was not convicted. He was acquitted, but then it came out that the girl that it was involved with, she killed herself like in 2012, so it started rearing its head again, you know? Yeah. So I'm just saying. I mean, Casey Affleck, yes, I will not be surprised if he wins. He's the overwhelming favorite. But I'm going on a limb and saying Denzel Washington you know, because some t- you got to take chances when you're not betting any money on this. I, I agree. I agree. I, I just think that his performance was way too strong to have any outside influences. And I think that's what – listen, it's a bunch of old white people sitting around voting on awards given to a bunch of, of privileged – Adults who act for a living, right? It's not yep. a particularly. Uh, it, it they're not a relatable cr- crowd. However, oh, oh look at this! Look at this! February fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. This is from five thirty-eight. Now, Casey Affleck and Denzel Washington are neck and neck in the Oscar race. Okay, all right. Uh, that's on five thirty-eight. See, obviously, obviously, it's having some influence because. Two months ago, it was in the bag for Casey Affleck. 
but it's since all that that it's gotten more inflamed because he was getting so much attention, you know? All right, all right. Um, so you're going to stake out at Casey Affleck, and I'll stake out Denzel Washington. I think we got a good um, competition here. All right, very good. Uh, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the. Uh, uh, trying to find the odds. Current leaders. Here we go. Okay, excellent. Best picture, La La Land. Very good. Um, so total points. Total points. Meryl Streep. Uh, I think one of the things maybe here that has. That has worked against Meryl Streep. Maybe that film just wasn't. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm, what I'm looking at here, so I can't make that connection. All right, so um, let's look at best actor. We just looked at best actor. Best. Oh, look at this. This is it. This is from five thirty. Real quick, let me just read this one line. Yeah. This contest is such a wild card, partly because we have no idea whether Affleck's PR counteroffensive is convincing Academy members to consider his performance over allegations they sexually harass women who worked on his two thousand ten film. I'm still here. You know, he convinced you, but who? You know. Yeah. And I get and and Denzel won the SAG award for best actor. Which in eighteen out of the past twenty two years, that award has also gone the Oscar uh best actor has been the SAG Award winner. All right. So there we go. All right, this is gonna be interesting. This is gonna be the most exciting uh prize of the night, I believe. Uh well, don't be so don't be so sure because the next is best supporting actress. All right, and the odds-on favorite is Viola Davis. Yep. In Fences, which I did not see. I didn't see Fences either, and I didn't. See, the only one I saw was Manchester by the Sea out of the five nominees. And Michelle Williams was great, but where does she rank in the um? In the well, she's got she's number two on the site I'm looking at. She's four to one. To, uh, Viola Davis is thirteen to eight. Yeah, so I'm, I think Viola Davis probably will win it. Uh, so best supporting actress, so Lev is going to go with Viola Davis. I'm I'm going I'm doubling down. I'm You're doubling go down with Michelle Williams. I'm going Michelle Williams. The reason now this is all right. What's your reason? Sorry. She's got a couple things going for her, which I think oh, lend itself to a Best Supporting Actress nomination. One, her screen time is uh, is very, very little. Yeah, it's profound every time she's in it. She's in just two scenes, uh, three scenes, yep. two speaking scenes, and she's on screen for a total of 15 minutes. The third and final scene that she's in, which is a four to five minute scene, is the most powerful scene in the movie, I think. And one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen. When she runs into him on the street? Yes. Yeah. It made me cry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. That was that was a very uh, 
That was a very uh, powerful scene, impactful scene. Yes, there, there are. Yes, couple, very impactful. There's a couple people who who will listen to this podcast specifically that last sentence and say, "Big fucking deal." The wind makes him cry. Not anymore. I'm heartless yeah. and soulless these days. Yep. He lives with Roscoe. <laughs> to move me emotion, as they say. I've seen it all. So to move me emotionally is a lot of heavy lifting. And How many categories? Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I interrupted a moment. Sorry, man. No, and that's that's what that's what did it for me. That's what did it for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, that was a great moment. He runs into her. Where is he? He's coming from, like, getting smoke, smokes or something. It's a very, yeah. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's just, fair. it's impromptu. You're not expecting it. And it lays it all out, and it's like, whew. let me take yeah. a minute. Let me take a minute. Um, so that's I'm doubling down there. Well, I'll say this about Michelle Williams. Although I thought she was great, I still think she was great. My theory on how she could win would be on the people that are going against. Casey Affleck for the sexual harassment charges and throwing their votes to Michelle Williams. Yes. You know, because of that. So I could see that avenue. You know? I agree. I agree. And I honestly feel that one of the two will get recognition for their performance. So that's why that's why I'm doubling down. Yeah, because they kind of want to recognize the movie. Yeah. So I I I agree with you there, but I'm going to stick with Viola Davis because we can't be in lockstep on everything. We got to have different. We got to disagree on stuff (laughs) to make it interesting when we review it. Uh, Best supporting actor. Uh, I have only seen uh, Jeff Bridges' performance, uh, which was which was great. However, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think he's going to win because he's won a couple. I think it's going to be. Well, who's the favorite? Herschel Ali. Yeah, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. I don't think there's any doubt of that. A doubt about that because how are you gonna reward a small independent movie? They don't have too many things that that it's too small to beat them at all the big categories. Yes, but this is where they can acknowledge the movie and what's been done. He's already won the Golden Globe. You know, I think he won the SAG for it. So he's gonna win this. Yep. Um. Okay, right. and we um. And best director, I guess we should look at because we're not going to go into all the other stuff. I mean, well, I we we pick. We're... We usually do talk about the best animated uh, film. Uh, yeah, but let's do best director though to cover all the live action stuff first. Yeah, I thought didn't we do that? I don't think, oh yeah, I guess you did. I guess we just said yeah, Damon. We, no yeah, we, we didn't. Yeah, we both right. All right, best animated feature. So this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, Zootopia is the leader. Is the odds-on okay, favorite? I see that now. Yeah. Right. It's gotten. I was afraid uh, I haven't seen any of them. It's it's from the five thirty-eight, which is interesting. Here they have there's there's uh there's the. Cinema Editors Award, the Annie Awards, the BAFTA Awards for uh, 
for the uh, animated feature, and then they have other awards. Zootopia has 482 total points according to their awarding their award system. The um, the other contenders, which were major motion picture releases, were Cuba and the Two Strings. Yeah, and Moana. Okay. Now I kind of think that there is a. Um, I kind of think there's an anti-Disney bias when it comes to the Academy yeah, Awards. Zootopia and Mo- Moana are both Disney flicks, right? Right. Right. Um, but for some reason, going back to animated features, I, I can't... I have no basis for this, right? But I feel like yeah, Disney... Yeah, because Pixar movies cleaned up. Pixar movies win all the time, right? Yeah, and those are Disney productions. Um, yeah, but it's still kind of like their own thing. It's a collaboration. Yeah, no, they're Disney Pixar. I mean, I think you're just making that up, the uh, idea about the bias. Okay, so let's see. Best animated. Best animated movies of all t- uh, Best animated movies. Uh, Academy Awards. Okay. I could be making that up. I could be making that up. Quite easily. But I feel like yeah. that's the truth. I feel like that's the truth. So yeah, that let's go back. That's not how it works. Uh, so <laughs> 2000s is when this started. Um, Pixar has been nominated 10 times and have won eight. Yep. Disney has been nominated 10 times and won two. I'm not wrong. You are wrong because Dis- Pixar is a Disney operation. No, 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 no. <laughs> These are the, let me read them to you then. Here are the Pixar movies as they. I know, declined. but you also got to get deeper into the fact that Disney wasn't doing regular animation movies while the rise of Pixar happened. They still have 10 nominations and they've only won two. Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's 10 in every year. Yeah. What, what are you, some Disney show? I mean, no, what I'm saying is I just think you're uh, misguided. My facts don't First. lie. The facts do not lie. Pixar has been nominated 10 times. Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story, Brave, and Inside Out. All, all right, but Monsters, All but Monsters, Inc., and Cars have won. What? What's, um, let's see. From a studio breakdown. Let's see. Okay. But what is one? What happened? Oh. Well, and this is the problem with your theory is look at who won in 2014, 2013. 2013, 2014. Uh, Those are both Disney movies. So if there was a bias against them, that's fading. So you're saying you're saying that they've gotten better. I, I'm saying their odds of winning have gotten better. Also, what I think is, even though Pixar did make Inside Out, I think for a long time Pixar was just winning fucking anything that it made most of the time because there was a fascination with Pixar for a while. I mean, you are you know that, right? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. 
I mean, you remember it was like it was like Pixar and everything else was crap for a while, so how it was treated. Um So you you're looking at current trends compared to historical performance. Yeah, because we gotta go by current trends. But with that being said, even though I haven't seen any of them, the one that seems to get a lot of buzz with uh, kind of real like hoity-toity types is Kubo and the Two Strings. So I'm gonna go with that in an upset. Ha! Well, you stole my thunder. Wow! <laughs> oh. I was setting the well, whole it's... thing up. I was setting the whole discussion up for my reveal that Kubo and the wow. Two Strings, which is neither, well, you could have played it. Oh, well, you, you should have done Perfect. less concentrating and shitting on Disney. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, let's edit that out. Let's be quiet. Be like, oh, well, that brings us to this. Let's go. <laughs> Just like they used to do in Letterman. We'll edit this in post, even though they really wouldn't, because you're watching it on the TV. Right. Right. So hold on. Let's take a, let's take a beat here. Kubo and two strings. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's the one you're going with? <laughs> it's got box office gold. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Ray well, Fiennes is in it. Well, has been nominated five times, oddly enough. It has. It has. Yeah, I mean, they haven't won. But they've been nominated for Corpse Bride, Coraline, Paranorman, The Box Trolls. So this probably is their time. And it looks like an Academy Award winning movie. No offense to Zootopia, but... Um, Look at the actors in it. Charlize Theron, Ray Fiennes, Rooney Mara, George Takei. He's hot right now. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know who Art Parkinson is, but he's... He's, a, uh, game, he's on Game of Thrones. Uh, see, I don't watch that, so... He's a little kid. Oh, okay. He's a little kid. Uh... So I like your theory. Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings animated feature. I think they're going to win it because I think it's time to reward this studio. Um, and I think that's how it goes in Hollywood, right? You know? It's, yeah, that's it's, how it works. Like, yeah, when they finally decide to give Scorsese one, they give like lifetime achievement awards, basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's like okay. Peyton Manning's uh, Super Bowl MVP award. <laughs> he didn't play well, but well, he took him so long to get here. Give him the award. Also, we don't usually dip into the uh, documentary, but um, I think OJ made in America. It's going to win. Right. I'm a little pissed because Gleason didn't get nominated. I thought that was bullshit. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, too many people wouldn't saw that. Let's not nominate it. <laughs> um, Whatever. Yeah. So, and I mean, after all this, uh, to be honest, I don't even know if I'm I'm gonna watch the the Oscars. How can you well, watch them? Because I'll be in a parade. How can you do what? Can you watch them online? Probably. Sure, you probably through this. 
Oscar site now. You can they probably. I bet you they um, stream it. Who's the host? Kimmel. Who is the host? It's Kimmel this year. Yeah. He's okay. I like Kimmel. Yeah, he's. I okay. like Chris Rock last year. He was perfect for. He was the host they needed last year. Yes. All right. Well, we got anything else? Uh, let's. I just want to see if uh, where I can What's watch a turtle movie about. Where I can watch these hair. Hmm. 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 This. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. This Oscar site is pretty good. Yeah, you're talking about the Oscar site itself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been looking at for the, it's they got a nice um they got a good layout. See, and you must be able cuz they got that's on ABC, so they must stream it through here. Yeah, I'll uh, I'm pretty sure they stream it nowadays, you know. I will uh yeah, ABC, right. ABC's really good. ESPN is an ABC company, yeah. right? They yep. yeah, they stream yeah. everything. Yeah. It's probably yeah. on ESPN. Watch yeah, ESPN. it's on ESPN 4. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, boy, I'll tell you what. Charlize Theron is foxy. Yep. She's, That's the truth. Uh, she is uh, aging very well. Like a fine wine, right? Yeah, it's like a fine Australian. She's Australian, right? I think she's South African. Oh, right, South African. Right. Uh, but she was in the uh, friggin' Mad Max movie, right? That's where I. That's where I'm confused. Now she's like in the new Fast and Furious movie, apparently. Oh yeah, I saw that. Which I thought was weird. I saw the trailer last night, and I was like, I'd seen it before. I still think it's weird that she's in that because I still think of that those movies as garbage. Yeah, like real campy. You know, yeah, like I'm like, why is she in this bullshit? They could put some freaking actress that they pay a million dollars to do this crappy role. I'm sure they had to pay her a lot more than that. Oh yeah, guaranteed. But you know what? Those those movies are such big, uh, big draws. Yeah, right they make two hundred million dollars. Yeah, and I'll tell it's you nuts. what, I'll tell you what, they're not bad movies. Oh, I haven't seen any of them. They're not bad movies. I saw uh, one recently. I think I saw. Seven, maybe? Fast and Furious 7? or The only one I ever saw in the Fast and Furious franchise, which is the, the one you definitely should not see. Tokyo Drift? Uh, yes. <laughs> and that's because it happened to be on in the middle of the night when it first came on TV how many years ago. I was like, oh, all right, Tokyo Drift. And I was like, this is crap. Um, all right, well, let's Tokyo get out of here. Let's get All out of right, here. Uh, on that note, we apologies <laughs> to Girk's brother. We will see you guys next week. See you at the movies, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs>